ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Hey ladies, welcome back to the No Higher Calling podcast. Um, Today's topic is going to be a little more mission emphasized. Um, As you probably know, we are missionaries in Australia. We have now been living here since the end of January. So like I'm just losing track of time. What does that make it? Eight months now? Um, That's hard to believe. Time goes so fast. But the Lord has been so good to us. So many blessings, so many answers to prayer, even recently um, with some huge answers to prayer with our visa, with a new church plant that we're starting. Um, Just so many different ways that God has shown up and shown that He is mighty and that He desires for the gospel message to be spread around the world. If you want to follow more of our ministry, um, Australia missions ministry specific, uh, things you can check out our website, which is Brazzles, B R A Z Z E L L S, to Australia. Um, dot com. You can subscribe. We send out a prayer letter bi-monthly that has all the updates of our ministry, um, things that are going on for us over here, so you can do that. I also have an email that goes out usually every two weeks or so, um, no higher calling email, and I tend to put just some real life what is currently going on, um, and that isn't always just mission specific, but so much of that bleeds into that because it is such a part of our life right now. Um, and so you can also subscribe to that email on the No Higher Calling website, which is nohighercalling.org. But I have received some messages from people asking um, how we are navigating relationships and grief and being away from family um, now that we are on a foreign field and we are literally on the opposite uh, side of the planet from everything that we have ever known and loved and the people that uh, we love so dearly. And it is not easy. Um, and, you know, we've, we haven't even been here a year yet, so I don't have like years of experience under my belt with this. But I can say that God has been so good and so faithful. Um, and he has really given us some unique ways to think outside of the box and stay connected with specifically family um, is kind of what I'm going to address in this episode, but friends as well. And um, to bridge that gap and not make it feel so big and so overwhelming. Um, And so that's what this podcast episode is going to be about. It's going to be actually not speaking to the missionary. I know I have a lot of missionary wives that listen to my podcast, um, but this episode is a little more geared toward the family that stays behind. I mean, I think sometimes missions is painted in this heroic, um, inspiring, like, wow, uh, to be a missionary. It's just, I could never do that. I mean, don't get me wrong. It is such a high calling. I mean, it's the calling God's given us, so it falls under everything else. There is no higher calling than for us to be serving the Lord abroad, to serve Him in Australia. Um, But that is 
our high calling. And really the highest calling is for you to fulfill the purpose that God has created for you. And for many people, that calling is not to go to a foreign land. That calling is to stay right where God has put you. And you know what? You are as much an essential part of God's ministry worldwide as those who choose to go. Um, Because if there weren't those who stayed behind and held the ropes, there couldn't be those that go. And I think of that when we come um, even more specifically, you know, that that kind of relates to the church as a whole. Um, But as we come to talking about family, what do you do when a family member says that they have been called to go somewhere that is so far from you? Um, How do you navigate that? What does that look like for you now? You know, just as much as Simeon and I needed to go to fulfill the calling that God had for us, um, we needed parents, we needed siblings, we needed extended family that was willing to support us, that was willing to encourage us in that, and who were willing to stay and who were willing to let go. And that's what this episode is really going to talk to, the call of letting go. This isn't going to be an episode that's for everybody. Oftentimes I try to keep them as broad and as general as I can so the application can be made wherever you're at in life because I know I speak to a very broad audience. Um, But this episode is just something that the Lord has brought to my attention and put on my heart uh, to speak to a select few, but hopefully to really encourage. And if you don't fall in this category, uh, you may know someone who does, and you can better know how to pray and how to encourage them. Um, But I really want to speak to those people who have been called to let go of those that they love. And you know, we have been so blessed to have parents and to have family that do support us that are encouraging us, um, that hold the ropes at home as we try to hold the ropes abroad, um, and to just corporately have see the work of God accomplished worldwide. Um, and I know that not everybody has that testimony, has that story, has that support system, um, and I and I, I'm sorry for that because I know the blessing that it has been to us, and I could not imagine the difficulty that it would be if we did not have that. Um, but I want to try to encourage those who who have had to let go. And you know, I I am the I am the daughter I am the daughter in law that took the grandbabies away from the grandparents. So I'm in this unique in between. Um, I often think. How would I speak to this episode if I was the mother who was having to be the one to let go of my child, who was going to be the one that would have to let go of my grandchildren? You know, one of my children wants to um, marry somebody that is has a heart for missions and serve in the Philippines one day and start an orphanage. Now, I don't know if they will do that, but that is what their current dream is. And, um, you know, it's, it's beautiful. And I hope that we can support and uh, stand fully behind if that is what that child chooses to pursue. But my mama heart is like, wait, that means you won't be in a house like near me where I can come and visit my grandbabies all the time. Um, so, you know, I, 
Maybe I'll have more wisdom to share if I'm there one day. But as the person that's in the middle, as the person that stands between uh, the grandparents, the family, and the grandchildren, um, that's where I'm at and that's where I'm speaking from. And you know, I'm going to be perfectly honest. That was one of the hardest things about coming to the field. Actually, there was a time where I thought that that very thing might keep me from being able to go. I did not have a very close relationship with my grandparents growing up. And I remember as a little girl thinking one day when I have children, I hope that their grandparents are some of their best friends. That's what I wanted so much for my children. And then I grew up, I got married, I started having children, and guess what? Their grandparents are some of their best friends. Um, My kids love their grandparents. They are blessed with a godly heritage, with wonderful grandparents. Um, And you know what? The grandparents love my children. They are fully invested in them. You know, when we lived in the States, we were about 15 minutes from Simeon's parents. So Sim's mom had them at least once a week. Um, It was Mammal Day. Thursday was Mammal Day. And I don't know who enjoyed Mammal Day more, Mammal, me, or the kids. Uh, We all loved Mammal Day for various reasons. Um, but it was special. We attended the same church as my in-laws, so we were able to worship the Lord as three generations of family together. That was precious to me. My dad and stepmom and my younger siblings lived about two hours away, but we made it a priority at least once a month. We were seeing them. We were spending time with them. Um, So they were a heavy influence in my children's lives as well. Oftentimes, if Simeon and I, um, you know, had a weekend meeting that we had to go to, or if we just wanted to get away, um, that's where they would go. They would go to my parents' house and, um, you know, they would spend time with them. And I just, they have some of the sweetest memories on both sides, on the sides of the grandparents, on the sides of the kids, of those opportunities with their grandparents. And I'm reading this book right now called Serving Well by Elizabeth and Jonathan Trotter. And I am only about halfway through the book, so I can't fully vouch for it yet. But what I have read has been so helpful. I would recommend this book to every person who is is considering missions, who is a missionary. Um, God has used this book to help me in so many ways. I feel like I constantly have out my highlighter. But I was reading this episode, or this this episode, I was reading this chapter um, by the wife called A Sorrow Sandwich, and uh, it just, it brought all of this back to my mind. Um, and so I really wanted to speak to this because when, you know, I knew before I married Simeon that Australia was the plan. Um, and I was okay with that. God was still working in my heart on exactly what that calling meant for me personally, um, but I was on board. I knew marrying him that that was the future. Um, but goodness, we had just delay after delay for so many various reasons, things that kept us in the States for years longer than we intended. Um, and then we started having babies. We had four babies stateside, something else that I didn't fully intend to experience. Um, so when it came time to realize and accept that we were leaving family, Um, that we were taking our kids away from family that loved them and that had a great influence on them, on a family that was a huge help to Simeon and I, that was extremely, extremely difficult for me. Um, And it was something that I just had to place in the hands of the Lord and say, I don't understand. This is absolutely breaking my heart. 
but I'm going to trust that somewhere in all of the mess of what my heart is feeling, that you're going to anchor me. And the Lord really has. Um, but when I came to this this chapter and read this, I thought, oh goodness, yes, I've been there. Our parents have been there. We still are there. It's not something that goes away. I mean, you know, you get adjusted, but the reality is with every holiday, with every birthday, um, with the outings that you wish the grandparents could jump in on, uh, you don't have that anymore. Um But I read this portion of this book, and I'm going to read it here. It kind of sums up what I'm trying to say. It says, So I am sandwiched in the middle, uh, I as the missionary wife, of two generations of people who have in many ways sacrificed more than I have, much more. My parents, my children. I have caused people I love to suffer, and I did it voluntarily. You might not hear many people talking about this. You more likely hear people talk about the sacrifices of the missionaries themselves, whether or not it's a missionary who's speaking. But I think that does an incredible injustice to the thousands of people in America who are sacrificing right now to send a loved one overseas. You know, it is a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice on both ends, but some of us are called to go and some of us are called to let go. Now it's in the middle of that, in the bridge of that. Um, Okay, so, so where do we go from there? We've went, they've led us, but how do we stay connected? How do we... Um, stay a part of one another's lives as much as possible because you know what the reality and even as much as this breaks my heart the longer that we are here the more we are forgotten by people who we used to be a very integral part of their lives and and vice versa i mean life goes on not that you just forget friends and things like that um, but life goes on people get new friends people find new relationships kids get new friends um And the busyness and the demands of life don't always allow you to keep up with everybody that you would wave and say hi to at church every Sunday. Um, But family is different because family doesn't move on. Um, Time moves on. Time moves on. More Christmases, more holidays, more things pass. But the reality is ever-present that there is a piece that is missing. Um, So how do you work through all of that? What do you do? And and like I said, I've had some people message me specifically saying, hey, you know, we had um, a sibling or, or a child go to the mission field and we're kind of floundering in the grief that all of that brings, trying to orient ourselves and figure out how can we best surrender to the call of letting go, yet still being an encouragement and a support and staying connected. So I just want to share just a few things that have helped us really bridge that gap and uh, know it will never make up for an in-person hug. Um, yes, there are times where we have our video calls and the kids say, man, I just wish that I could go and sit down on Mama's couch and chat. And that's hard. That is hard, and I think it always will be. You know, my mother-in-law has already been able to visit us on the field. She came a few months after we arrived, which was just the biggest blessing ever. Um, But it was hard saying goodbye. It was hard on us, and it was hard on her. There was a surrendering on both sides again, a new and a fresh. And do you know what? We live really close to the Sydney airport. So we have airplanes that fly above us like all the time and we're outside almost 24 seven. So the kids and I will be out in the backyard and it's rare that a day goes by that they don't look up at an airplane and ask me if that's one of their grandparents coming to visit again. 
And you know what? It's a knife to the heart. Um, it is because they don't quite understand time like we do as adults. Um, but the reality is I know that it's going to be a while before we get to see them in person again. And that's hard. What I want to share with you does not change the reality of those things, of those sacrifices, and of, of the grief and the tears that come with that. But it helps. It helps so much. And when I stood on the precipice of all of this and thought, I just, I don't know. I don't know if I can do that. It is such a difficult thing for me. I don't know that I can step out and ask the, be, be asked to do uh, what the Lord is calling us to. But in taking that step, um, I have found that God is faithful and he always meets us where we are and helps us. So these are some things that have that have really helped us. And the first one, it's going to sound so cliche and so um, like, well, yeah, but this is this is it. This is the foundation. This is integral. If nothing else, hear this one. And that is prayer pray. Your prayers can go places that you can't. Your prayers can go instantaneously. Pray for your loved ones who are away, who are abroad, who are serving the Lord somewhere else. Pray for them night and day. Anytime God prompts your mind, pray for them. And, and, and flip-flop. You know, we try to pray for our family. We try to send our prayers where our bodies cannot go. But prayer is so, so important. And when I was reading this, um, somebody, she actually had a friend write about her experience of the grief of losing a friend. And she was talking about prayer and how you can try to pray in real time for the person that you're praying for. So we are learning to navigate time zones. That's been interesting. <laughs> we, we live in the future. We joke with family that we live in the future because we are 14 hours ahead. So usually when we talk to family, it's like the next day for us. Uh, so it's really weird to work all that through. Thank goodness we have smartwatches and phones that we just, I on my watch, I have a little bubble that tells me what time it is in Tennessee where all of our family is. And that helps me stay on track. That helps me not call my dad at 2 a.m. or, you know, stay like that. Um, but she was saying how when you think of, to pray for these people, think about what time they are in. And pray for that time. So if you know, hey, okay, they're asleep right now. Um, she was just saying, like, pray for their children. Pray that they rest well, that they are healthy, that their bodies are growing. Um, pray that, you know, whatever the burdens of their life are, the burdens of their ministry, that that does not keep them from sleeping. Maybe it's your evening and it's their midday. Um, you know, just thinking about us, my family would probably know that that means that I'm in the midst of a busy homeschool morning with my kids. Um, so they could pray in real time for me and, and I can do the same for them as I look at the clock. But pray, that is so important. And I think sometimes when we come to these things, we tend to concentrate on what we can't do, what we don't have, what we're missing out on, what we can no longer do that we once did. But instead, we've got to have that perspective shift and really concentrate on what we can do because there are things that you can do. Um, and you know what? I'm thankful 
thanking the Lord that we are missionaries in 2023. Because a lot of the things that we can do, missionaries did not have the luxury of 100, 200, 300 years ago. Um, They can't just video call and see the face. They had to write letters that took six months to receive and then six months to get a letter back. And by then, a year of life has happened. I mean, we're blessed. We're blessed. And I'm thankful for that. So having that perspective of, okay, what can we do? Prayer is number one. Prayer is foundational. Another thing that we have done with our family is as much as our life and our schedule allows for, we have a weekly video call. Um, My family knows that on our Saturday morning, their Friday evening, we're going to call. Now, I, I get that, you know, sometimes they're at a football game and sometimes we have ministry on a Saturday morning. Um, but if at all possible, and even if it's just a quick video like, hey, we're headed down to pass out gospel tracks. I've only got two minutes, but I love you and I'm thinking about you and I wanted to see your face. Sometimes that's all that happens. Um, but we pretty much can bank on and we try to both sides try to plan our schedule to know that call is going to happen. The grandparents can see the grandkids. The grandkids can see the grandparents. Um, I still have some young siblings that live at home, so we get to see the aunt when she's home from college and the uncles, Um, and that's a blessing. Simeon's family, we try to do a weekly call with them as well. Um, Depending on how long calls go, sometimes we knock out both on Saturday morning. Um, Sim's mom has probably the most free schedule of all the grandparents, so sometimes that happens on other times, but we're still on a weekly basis. We're trying to touch Space with family. We're trying to talk. Um, we have family group chats on WhatsApp is the app that we use to communicate. Um, we have a family group chat with my family, a family group chat with Simeon's family. So we're sending pictures. We're, you know, conversing back and forth, updating each other on life. Um, so that is, that is really helpful to stay very current on what's going on. Another thing that I really think might be the best thing that we've done as far as like the grandparent grandkid bridging that gap relationship and we talked about this a little bit I think on the episode where my mother-in-law joined me um but so my family has a whatsapp group and we just send pictures back and forth like all the time um but Simeon has a little bit of a bigger family and lots of aunts and uncles and stuff so so we don't bombard with photos on that platform you know we just send some highlights um on google albums So Google Photo Albums, we have actually created an album. Every year, the grandparents get a new grandbaby's album. Um, And so that is shared between me, Simeon, Keith, and Roxanne, my in-laws, Um, And so every couple days, we just do a dump and all the photos that I have taken on my phone get thrown in that album. Sometimes I'll make a little note of what we've been doing, what we're up to, what we're learning in school. Um, And then the grandparents can see that and we can kind of chat back and forth about that. Or Simeon has photos, he can upload it. But it is a very real time thing where every couple days, once or twice a week, I am trying to put the photos on there. So the grandparents aren't in the center of my kids' life physically. But the digital platform has allowed them to very much... There, it, it, It's rare that they probably don't know what we are up to. 
just because of these different things, the, the chats, the calls, the photos. Um, they are seeing what the kids are doing. And I really think that is neat because then when we have that weekly call, um, when they chat with the kids, they're able to engage with what the kids are doing in their life. Oh, so you're learning about this. Oh, I saw that yesterday you were at the park. Or so they're just, they're very in tune to our daily living, to our life in a real-time way. Um, And that has just made that connecting so much better, I think. And we even did that. I mean, we did this, like, I think we started it when I had Eden, honestly. Um, So this has been going on long before we were apart from them. You know, when we were 15 minutes down the road, we were doing this. um, But it was still good for them to see. You know, they they saw the kids a couple times a week. But in the in-betweens, Um, They were able to see what we were up to, what we were enjoying, all the cute little things that they're saying and doing in videos. And um, so it's just been a wonderful way to really keep everybody connected, the grandparents specifically, I guess, connected and in the loop and knowing what's going on and to give them really a front row seat into the lives of their grandkids. And it's something that is not difficult for me. You know, I go through and I just simply click a few photos and there they are. It's something that I can easily manage and keep up with. So that's been a blessing. Um, Then obviously nothing is going to top a visit. If you can visit, visit. Um, it's worth trying to save the money for, um, to go and visit. And it's, it's really, it was so good when my mother-in-law came here and was able to connect with what our new life looks like. Instead of hearing about all the things she was able to see, she was able to meet our new friends at church. She was able to see the city that Simeon works in every day. Um, you know, passing out gospel flyers, engaging with people. Um, she was was able to see the places that I take the kids to, our favorite zoo, our favorite parks, so that when she went home then and we talked about what we were doing and places we were going in normal routines, she was able to mentally picture and, and connect to that. And it really gave a deeper level of that connection. Um, so I was so thankful for that. You know, Lord willing, at some point in the future, we will probably go back to the States. Um, and that will have its own unique set of pros. Um, it also brings some cons. But uh, it's a long, long flight with a lot of little kids. It was a lot easier for Mamma to get over here. Um But I was just so thankful for that opportunity for really, I mean, she's the only family member that has visited us yet. We have some lined up for next year. Um, But she has a level of understanding that nobody else quite does just because she's been here and she's seen it and she's experienced it. And that gives us uh, a deeper level of connection um, with her, with our life, with her life. And that's been such a blessing. And then um, just the last thing, obviously, social media. Um, if your child or if your family member or whoever's abroad sends out prayer letters, subscribe to that. Get their updates. Um, you know, when we do have those weekly chats, life just, there's so much life. And we're trying to share ours, and they're trying to share theirs. And that's where a lot of these, like, you know, little chat groups and the photos fill in those pieces because there's only so much time, only so much you talk about, so many things you remember to talk about. Um, you know, but a lot of times when we're doing those video calls, it's very grandchild centered and rightfully so, you know, I've got four kids that are clamoring for the phone and each is shouting to be heard, which means the grandparents hear basically nothing. Um, but 
Uh, it's great to be able to subscribe specifically to those ministry updates, whatever platform that is, whether that's email, whether that's um, social media. But just so that if, if you're missing bits and pieces here and there, whatever helps you get the broadest scope of what's going on in their life so that you can stay connected. Um, and then, you know, vice versa. If, if you're on social media, that's a great way to stay in touch with people. I've been able to stay very connected with friends in the States because I'm seeing their life. They're seeing my life. We know what's going on. We know how to pray. Um, if you're not a huge social media person, that's fine. Um, but still chat, still send photos, figure out a way that you can stay connected that way. But these are just some things that have really um, helped us. And I know one other thing that I get asked a lot is, um, you know, especially for the grandparents, how do you navigate something now like birthdays or Christmas where the grandparents want to spoil the grandkids and be a blessing, but it's a little more complicated now that you've got, you know, water in between you, ocean in between you, and very high shipping costs. And this is going to vary completely based on you know, where, um, where the missionary is, what they have accessibility to. Um, we came from a first world country. Our parents are in first world countries and we are now living in a first world country. Um, so that affords us things like we still have Amazon. Now it's Amazon Australia. It's a little bit different, um, but my mother-in-law was able to change a few settings, get her Amazon set to our Amazon and Amazon, a gift from my son for his birthday. And it arrived at our door and it was great. A gift from Mamaw. Um, you can always send packages. That's always special, but I do understand there are a lot of shipping costs. Um, I've been talking with my mother-in-law about this with Christmas coming up. Um, since she figured out the Amazon thing, she said that was the easiest for her. So what I'm doing is I'm just making an Amazon wish list on Amazon Australia for each one of my kids so that she can just go on there and pick what she wants to buy, add it to her cart, and have it directly shipped to us. Um, so that was easiest for her. Um, I've been talking to my dad recently. Our Sydney Zoo Pass, which we go at least once a month, if not more. We love the Sydney Zoo. Expires in January. So I told him, I was like, you know, it would be great if you just wanted to say for like our entire family's Christmas gift was for you to get renew our zoo pass. Like that is a gift that we'll keep giving and that will get us a whole year to the Sydney Zoo. So I think that's what we have lined up to do. And that's easy. You know, there's so many ways you can just push money around these days. Um, but that'll be a special gift. Actually, I think I have planned. I'm going to do like a little special box and wrap it all for the kids so that they have actually something to unwrap. It might have some clues onto what Papa and Gigi got them for Christmas, ultimately leading to the revelation that we get another year at the Sydney Zoo. Um, but that's always a great thing to do. You know, ask um, the family that is abroad, are there things around you that you would like to have a pass for or maybe an experience that you would like to have funds for that are from us? So that's always an option of things that you can do. Um, I did realize my mother-in-law found out that if you are just shipping like paper, that it's very, very cheap. We can ship letters. Um, we use an international forever stamp that's like 350. So she often sends the kids a little package of stickers and colored paper and scrapbooking things. And so they love getting that from her. Um, but that's just another way that they've been able to, you know, just spoil them and still be grandparently and our kids just absolutely love it. Um, but anyway, if you have any more questions or things that come to mind, if you're living this out, that calling of letting go, um, and you're, you know, just 
need any advice, I'm happy to give what little I can offer or pray through things that I don't know how to answer. Um, but it, but it is, it is a worthy work that God has called both sides to. And like I said, there is sacrifice on both. Life looks different now and probably will forevermore look different for all parties involved in a family when you have someone that uh, goes abroad like that. But there are still ways that you can connect, that you can make life special, that you can stay involved and stay connected and I just want to end with this verse. 2 Timothy 1.3 says, I thank God, whom I serve from my forefathers with pure conscience, that without ceasing I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day. I, like I said already, prayer is foundational. Let your prayers go where you can't. Um, and that will keep your family member encouraged and loved more than anything. Um, but I know this was a really unique episode, um, but I just... I don't know. It's something that is a real life thing for us. And I know that it is a real life thing for others. So I felt like the Lord was just asking me to speak on it. So I hope that I did it justice and glorified him through it all. Um, but it's been great chatting with you ladies. I look forward to joining you again next week. I hope that the No Higher Calling podcast has been a blessing to you. If so, please subscribe, share with your friends, and engage with me on Instagram at nohighercalling underscore. You can also subscribe to receive the No Higher Calling encouragement email on my website, which is www.nohighercalling.org. This includes podcast notes, what I'm reading, spiritual encouragement, a glimpse into my home, and some of my favorite products and resources. You can also enjoy more content on the No Higher Calling YouTube channel. I pray that this podcast will encourage you to fall more in love with Jesus and to be the Christian woman he's called you to be. Thanks for listening.